There's so much health advice out there, lots of different voices and opinions, but who can you trust? Trust the experts, the world's brightest medical minds, our very own Cleveland Clinic experts. We ask them tough, intimate health questions so you get the answers you need. This is the Health Essentials Podcast, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic and Cleveland Clinic Children's. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician. Hi, and thanks for joining us for this episode of the Health Essentials Podcast. My name is Molly Schroeds, and I'll be your host. It can be so exciting when you bring home your little one, but you might find yourself falling into a cycle of feeding, changing diapers, and getting them off to sleep. You might wonder, when are we going to get to do something together? While you might be a ways off from playing around a catch or doing an art project together, one activity that's on the horizon is tummy time. Today, we're joined by pediatrician Matthew Badgett to talk about what tummy time is and the purpose of it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Badgett. Thank you for having me. So let's just dive right in by talking a little bit about what tummy time is. Well, in its simplest tummy time is, you know, putting uh, a baby or infant on their tummy for short periods of time every day to, to help train them. A little bit more long-winded of an answer is back when they uh, realized that babies sleeping on their stomachs was increasing the risk of SIDS, and we started having babies always sleep on their backs back in the early 90s. Doctors started realizing there was a lot more plagiocephaly, which is weird-shaped heads, and then torticollis, which is necks getting kinked to one side in infants, and that they weren't necessarily learning to crawl or roll over as quickly. And we realized that um, although, you know, we would always place ba- babies on their tummies, that when saying that with the back to sleep campaign, parents were completely avoiding tummy time. And we realized that that was meaning that they were missing the chance to develop. They were missing the chance to give their skull pressure. They're missing the chance to turn their head in different ways. And so it was kind of creating a developmental uh, issue. Um, and that some of the kids weren't as developing uh, motor skills as quickly when we weren't specifically, you know, talking about and advocating for tummy time. And so in the later 90s, we started putting in, you know, more specific guidelines and, you know, recommendations on how to do tummy time, what the advantages are. And there's been some research since that has shown that, uh, sure enough, uh, tummy time is going to lead to uh, gaining milestones like crawling, rolling over uh, a little bit earlier. Um, there, there's an argument about in the long run, does it really help? Um, but in the short run, it definitely helps the babies, you know, develop better. And more importantly, it is a early chance for interaction and play with, with your baby, um, which is a really important, you know, bonding activity. Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of it in terms of by putting them on their backs for sleeping that you were taking away that time on their stomach. Yeah. And, and I think our, our, the early campaign, parents really got afraid of sl- stomach sleeping to the point that they avoided all stomach activities. And so we kind of realized that we, we kind of, you know, death rates drop, which is the number one concern. But we also realized that we weren't giving the kids the appropriate developmental uh, opportunity with tummy time um, that is, you know, different than sleeping and should be supervised. Awesome. So, okay, let's um, talk a little bit about what's happening to a baby's body when they're on their tummy. Let's talk a little bit about the purpose of tummy time. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, obviously you're you're flipping them over and the babies, especially in the beginning, are going to spend almost all of their time on their back. Um, And so it's, you know, forcing them to kind of flip their world upside down a little bit. Um, Early on, you know, they're not going to be able to do a lot. So it's just going to be, you know, lifting the head up 
in order to, you know, lift it off the ground so they can look around. And that's actually really tiring for a newborn. They can't do it for very long. So that's why we need to observe them. Um, you know, as they develop more, they'll have their arms out, they'll push. So they'll start doing, you know, kind of a cobra pose or, you know, working on, on push-ups and things like that. And in the, in the long run, it's going to give them opportunities to look around more, uh, try to move more, start to grab things, roll over, eventually crawl. Um, and so it's really training them for early, you know, motor skills that we're trying to get them to acquire. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad you brought up that they don't really do a lot in the beginning. Cause I think parents are always so excited, right? They're like, oh, I get to do something with my baby. And then they lay them on the floor and realize that very little happens. Um, can you talk a little bit about like at, for each age and stage kind of in those early days, what's you should expect to happen when you lay baby on their tummy? Yeah. So uh, the, the AAP recommends that we can do it as soon as the baby comes home. Uh, the problem is a lot of babies really can't lift their heads very much, if at all, and if they can, not very long. And so really just putting them on their stomachs and making sure that their face isn't you know, in the ground. And so uh, some some recommendations are actually rolling up a small towel to prop up their chest so their, their face isn't pushing down. But in the beginning, they're really just going to sit there and they might cry. They might hate it you know, and uh, be ready for that. Because this is what a lot of parents say is that my baby hates tummy time, um, which some babies love it. Some babies hate it. Um, To some degree, you kind of want to tough it out, make them suffer through it a little bit, uh, you know, challenge them, um, because it's going to push them to to learn some skills earlier. But if your baby despises it, don't like put them out there for 15 minutes. In the beginning, when they first come home, we're only looking for, you know, three to five minutes, maybe. And if your baby really despises it, even one to two minutes is okay. Just enough to challenge them. But even though they might hate it and might start crying, they're really not able to move their arms and push up with their arms. They're not able to roll over, you know, so they'll, they're really just sitting there. And especially when they first come home, you know, they really haven't mastered great eye contact. They can't see very well because they're really nearsighted. So like they'll kind of respond to sound, but they're not even doing a great, doing a great job of fixating on you if you're like three feet away and trying to talk with them. Um, But that's okay. Um, that's really okay. As they get older, you know, they're, they're going to develop better head control. They can keep their head up longer. They might not need that towel to prop them up. They might be able to push up with their arms in, you know, the first couple months. Um, and especially one of the first things parents will notice is that their vision will get better. So they will start fixating on you on making eye contact, maybe, you know, kind of, you know, interacting more with you when, when they're on tummy time in the long run, you know, somewhere in the, you know, the four to six month age, like they might start to develop rolling over, um, both stomach to back and back to stomach. And that's really where they can start playing more. You know, they also start to get the ability to push up more with their arms, you know, um, and and be a lot more independent. And then you can start introducing things like toys for them to grab. You know, you can, you know, really start playing with them because they just have a little bit more core strength and they're a little bit more interactive. Um, And then, you know, in the later stages of that first year, you know, six, six months to a year, everyone develops differently, but you know, they're going to start play crawling or crawling, crawling, which is always a dangerous thing. Cause then they develop the ability to move and you have to watch that. Um, and, and eventually they'll, you know, use it as this kind of like practice walking where they'll, you know, try to crawl, push up and, and, and see what happens. And so tummy time kind of slowly transitions into, you know, crawling, walking play time, um, as they develop. And it's kind of just that an earlier introduction to it. No, that's interesting. One thing I'm wondering about is how early should you start this? Yeah, um, like I said, or, you know, before the the uh, American Academy of Pediatrics says, um, you know, you can start it, you know, as soon as you they go home, you know. So there's first couple of days. However, 
babies should never be left alone face down, you know, even, even if they're propped up. And, and that's the real concern is that tummy time needs to be supervised. And so we, we can't just, you can't just put your baby, you know, on their tummy and, you know, set a timer and walk away. Like you really need to keep an eye on them because if they slip for whatever reason, or, you know, their face is down and they lack the ability because they're too tired to lift their head up, you know, they, they might not actually be able to breathe. And so that's, that's the real concern. So you do need to be careful and you need to be op- observational, but challenge them early on this is, is, is something that is beneficial. Awesome. Now, one thing I kind of wanted to dive into that you mentioned and I connected with for sure is when baby hates it, um, how as a parent to deal with that, because I think, you know, you try to put them down, you think you're doing a great job and they're just screaming the whole time. What do you kind of tell parents to do to help get through that? It can be hard. And some babies are non-negotiable. Well, all babies are non-negotiable, but some of them eventually decide that they're okay with it. Um, but, it, it, you know, shorter time periods, you know, instead of, you know, the three to five minutes that we should be pushing for, maybe just one to two. Um, once the baby's a little bit older, you can make more of games of it. But especially in those first, you know, month or two, they're, they're really not going to be, you know, if they're angry, they're just not interested. Um, and, and you can push through it a little bit, but I, I wouldn't try to, you know, like torture your baby, you know, have them on their stomach for like 10 minutes because they don't like it. You know, just do really short periods of time, try to interact with them as best they can figure out if, you know, it's kind of mood dependent. So like, you know, one recommendation is you should probably not feed right, not right after a feed and after a diaper change, so their stomach's a little bit lower. So there's less pressure and they're less likely to spit up, but figure out like if there's periods of the day where they're just more open to it, you know, like, you know, if they wake up you know, after a nap, do they just have more energy and they're just more willing to entertain it? But if you put them, you know, or if you put them in tummy time when they're hungry, they're going to be extra irritable because not only are they doing something they don't like, you're also not feeding them. And so you kind of have to figure out your baby's personality and when in the day and when in their cycles that they're going to be most open to it. Um, but sometimes still, they, they hate it. So it probably shouldn't be a stressful activity. No, no, it should not. Gotcha. Great, great. Yeah. That's definitely, I think first time parents in particular can get very anxious. They want to do everything right. Yeah. And and I think you, you always have to be careful because the guidelines exist for a reason. Um, but but every baby has their own personality, their own likes and dislikes. And we, we can't fit them all into like this very, you know, kind of overly sterile box that, you know, you should follow perfectly. And it, it's hard to. Um, and just being open to, to some flexibility is, is important and realizing that your baby's not going to like everything that the guidelines say that you need to do with your baby. Oh, that's such great advice for parents because, you know, they want to check those boxes for sure. Um, now, let's um, let's talk a little bit more about those kind of um, milestone developments because that was really fascinating. You were talking about how it kind of transitions um, each step. So when you're doing tummy time and um, you're going to start transitioning into crawling and walking, can you talk a little bit more about kind of how those muscles have been developing and how that's kind of helping getting them moving? Yeah. So when you think about crawling, you know, for us, it's, I mean, we probably don't crawl very much anymore, but it's intuitive. Like we don't have to really think about it, but in order to crawl, you have to be able to, you know, move the arms up and push down and pull forward. So you have to, you have to push into the ground and pull and there's a lot of movement here. And so the first activity on that is really just being able to push and keep your body up with your arms. And so tummy time is really going to develop that. You also need a decent amount of core to help stabilize during crawling. And then also, you know, using the legs, lifting the legs up kind of into 
like a frog position and, and pushing down. And that also the babies are just, you know, especially, you know, in the kind of three to nine month area, they're going to be moving the legs and trying to pretend to crawl. And sometimes they can't figure out how to do it because their core is not strong enough. So their legs are, but because their core is not tight enough, they're still kind of dragging their stomach on the ground and not getting anywhere. And so just being on the stum their stomach and figuring out how to slowly push their entire body off is going to help them, you know, develop a stronger core and do that. And just this repetitive activity is going to just make their muscles stronger, improve their nervous system, which really is the big challenge. It's not just the muscles, it's the nerves aren't, you know, connected well enough to figure it out. And, uh, you know, also as they get a little bit older, their curiosity is going to increase and their vision is going to increase. So they're going to see an object over there. They're going to be interested or they're going to see, you know, a sibling or a parent that's calling their name. And so they're going to be driven to try to get in that direction. Um, and so the, it's just that the continuous muscle training, but also the interactions during tummy time that's going to help kids get ready to crawl. Yeah, it's kind of interesting thinking of tummy time almost as like a baby workout. Yeah, and it really is. And there's, uh, and I've made some comments, you know, that there's, it's funny that like during tummy time, babies will do a lot of yoga poses. And like, you know, they're just like these name poses that like we do in these exercises. And, you know, it's just like what they did in their first year of life. And so it's just like kind of interesting that like, these are these things that strength, stretch and strengthen and improve the nervous system to get them ready to move, um, you know, in order to succeed later on in life. We talked a little bit about figuring out timing here. Should parents set a timer every time that they're doing to kind of keep track of how long this is lasting each session? Not necessarily. So, some parents just like timers and, and that's okay. Um, and the recommendations are three to five minutes, two to three times a day, pushing up to 20 or more minutes a day. And once they're a little bit older, like a baby, like once they're crawling, they're going to be on their tummy and crawling around for long periods of time every day. Uh, and so like, you know, at, once they get, you know, into later half of that first year that they'll, they'll definitely be more, um, longer, but I, I don't necessarily like the idea of timers uh, because once again, it's that, that, that checkboxing that parents get really stressed out by. And so if you're the type of parent who just finds checkboxing useful just to keep yourself organized, that's great. But if you're stressing out and judging yourself about not reaching metrics and you feel like you're a bad parent, the timer is really going to be hurting you. You know, because tummy time also shouldn't be stressful for you to hit your metrics. It's this is also a time that you should be playing with your baby. And so by putting the baby on their stomach, it's also time for you to remind you like, hey, it's just not about feeding and peeing and pooping and sleeping. You know, like this is actually a time to like, hey, I'm going to kind of play with my baby. And so it, it should be a fun activity for you, too. And, it, and if really trying to hit these metrics and trying to hit that five minute mark or that 20 minute a day mark is really making your day worse, don't do it. Absolutely. Now let's dive into a little more about that play part of it and the enjoyment part of it. What are some things that parents can do to kind of promote the fun of tummy time for both them and baby? Uh, like I said, in the beginning, don't expect a lot and they'll slowly develop skills and improve. But, you know, in the beginning, you, you put them on your tummy and you're just two feet in front of them, calling their names, smiling, waving. So they make eye contact and they'll figure out a social smile. They'll, they'll get their coos in. They'll, you know, later on, they'll start to giggle. And so, you know, that stuff, you know, as they get a little bit stronger, you know, you can, you know, find objects they like, you know, you can put a toy out of their reach and they can try to grab it. You know, you could try to, you know, have them track something so you can just use your hands and move it around. And so when their heads are up, they're moving their heads around and, you know, you can get toys and stuff. But in the end, I think the most valuable is, you know, it's that interaction, that, that plane. Um, this is another chance if you have an older sibling to the baby, you know, you or, you know, a, a relative or, or another kid, you know, they, they can play with them. 
you know, I would obviously keep an eye on them, but, you know, like just interacting with and, you know, waving. Another thing that you can do is that some, you know, parents, you know, will do tummy time on the parents' tummy with the parents laying back and the baby on top of them. So it's a, it's a chance for like physical bonding, but also the baby's on their tummy and, you know, that that'll make it more interactive and you can talk and, you know, with them and you, all that stuff. Oh, cool. I didn't think of that as counting. I always thought it was like, had to be on the floor checking these. Well, of course I say checking boxes, figures. But, but, but if it's tummy to tummy, it's still tummy time. So awesome. Now, you know, I feel like I know the answer to this one, but there are a lot of uh, products out there that promote like, oh, this will make tummy time fun, like mirrors and water pads and fancy mats. Do you need any of that? Or are those just kind of playful bonuses? they're playful bonuses. You, you don't need any of it is what really matters at the end of the day is, you know, just letting your baby experience it and having healthy human interaction during tummy time are going to be the most important tools. Uh, the toys certainly help and entertain them, but like babies are also, inter- you know, entertained by small, simple things. Um, and especially early on, like in the first couple of months, the toys, they're probably going to have almost no interest in, but later on, they might be more interested in it, you know, might play with it more. Just make sure that the toys you're getting for are actually certified safe, you know, and that they're, um, you know, recommended for, for the age group, um, that, that you're providing. Cause you know, some of them are going to have small objects that could be dangerous and things like that. So make sure you're actually getting infant safe, um, toys. Gotcha. Yeah. There's out all those things out there that are super cute, but it's like, do you need a um, padded tummy time mat versus a blanket on the floor or the floor? Yeah. Yeah. A floor. And, and as a pediatrician, like the, some of the toys or things that I see parents bring, I'm like, I did not know that existed in reality. That seems like it might be okay. I don't know if I would spend that money on that, but you know, like if your kid really likes it, go for it. Um, but yeah, you know, like you said, like a blanket or the floor, you know, like make sure it's clean, but, um, you know, a firm, harder surface is going to be better. Kind of like we were talking before with, you know, back to sleep, you know, don't put them on a pillow for tummy time. Don't put them on a couch that they can roll off of, or, you know, just get smothered in, you know, you want something, you know, flat and firm and that, you know, obviously keep an eye on them, but you know, you know, hardwood is okay. You know, carpet's okay a blanket on those things are okay. It really doesn't have to be anything fancy, especially in the beginning when the baby's not moving very much and isn't super interactive. Like you don't need like a cool, you know, baby like play area with the gates and, you know, all this other stuff, you know, it it can be very, you know, Spartan and simple. Absolutely. Um, Now, one thing I'm wondering as we talk about this is, you know, with all this activity, baby can get tired. What happens if baby falls asleep during tummy time? Should you wake them up and flip them over or just watch them carefully? I wouldn't say you need to wake them up because when a baby sleeps, you just count that as a blessing. But I would try to gently and quietly roll them back onto their back and let them sleep on their back. You know, um, if you can get them to their crib, that's great. Let's say that, you know, your baby, as soon as you pick the baby up, they're going to be fighting. If they seem comfortable and warm, they can sleep, you know, on the, on the blanket, on the floor, as long as you're keeping an eye on them. Uh, but, but I would definitely get them off their stomach. Um, but then, you know, if the baby's sleeping, just, just count that, take that as a victory. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, never move a, a sleeping baby if you can help it. Right. Yeah. Um, so I want to kind of talk a little bit more about, um, you know, kind of working this into your regular schedule. How, like, making sure as a parent that you're trying to fit in tummy time, if it's working and if baby likes it, how should you kind of integrate this into your normal life? 
it's a complex question because everyone's schedules are different. You know, um, some parents have it easy. You know, the baby goes to daycare and the daycare is like, here's their, they hit all three check marks for baby tummy time today. So you're good to go. And you're like, great. I don't have to do anything tonight. You, you still should. Um, but you know, other times it's like, where are you going to build into your schedule? Um, and, and then here's the hard part is the baby's it's really uh, held hostage to the baby's schedule. And when you finally figure out a system, they're going to change their schedule. So that makes it tricky, but you know, like figure out when in the baby cycle, like I said, that like the one recommendation that I always see is after diaper change. So, you know, the baby empties its stomach, you know, stomach, but still awake. Can you play with it then? You know, you know, depending on what your day looks like, if you're busy, like maybe, you know, try to get one done in the morning, one around lunchtime, one in the evening, but it, it really depends on your schedule. So it's, it's hard to say that there's no universal truth. Um, you know, the, the one thing that I would, you know, probably recommend against is that we're trying to get our babies to sleep more at night. If we want, if it's time that we want to sleep, we should probably not do tummy time because that's going to get the baby up and moving and get switched onto a more nocturnal rhythm. But, um, you know, everybody's schedule is different and every baby's schedule is different. And so it really, you need to figure out what, what is going to align up with you guys. Yeah. It seems like this is a really good bonding opportunity for you to kind of work in with your child. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Now, you know, just as we wrap up today, I um, am wondering about any words of wisdom you can pass along to parents who maybe are getting frustrated with tummy time or they're trying to figure out how exactly to make this work with their child that hates it. Um, any words of wisdom you can pass along for us? Um, yeah. First of all, step back. You know, like tummy time, I mean, it has kind of always existed, but as a very like prescribed concept is, is relatively new. I think 1996 or 1998 was when it was put forth in the guidelines. Um, and other cultures do no baby time. And great news, their babies grow up, their babies walk, their babies talk, they're completely normal. So if you do no tummy time, your baby will probably still be okay. Like, so like, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Babies are pretty resilient. And so like, it, it's, you know, it's not always going to work out and, and don't judge yourself. Because even if you're getting a little bit in, it's going to help them develop quicker. But we really lack the long-term guide, you know, research that five years out, are kids doing better if they did tummy time or not? You know, are they better at soccer when they're five if they did tummy time? We don't have that research, right? Like, you know, it's, it's hard to do. And some research that we have tried to do shows that it doesn't make a huge difference, you know, in the long run. In the short run, it really does. And so it helps get those things rolling. But if you're struggling, you know, don't judge yourself, accept that your baby is opinionated and, you know, and work within those boundaries to do as much as you can, but accept that we're finite in what we can do as parents and that we just need to make sure, you know, first and foremost, that our babies are, you know, safe in a good place and they're developing and whether or not that involves tummy time for, you know, 15 to 20 minutes a couple times a day, or you get one to two minute sessions and that's all you can manage. That's all good. Um, because, you know, generally speaking, you know, babies will keep growing and, you know, maybe because you didn't do tummy time, your baby doesn't crawl until 10 months instead of eight, but like, that's, that's okay. You know, you know, don't grade yourself against, you know, you know, on these report cards and check boxes, because although they're helpful, um, sometimes they can kind of shame us a little bit too much. Yeah. Just do your best, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Hey, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your insights. Thank you. To learn more, visit clevelandclinicchildrens.org. Thank you for listening to Health Essentials, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic and Cleveland Clinic Children's. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or visit clevelandclinic.org slash HEPodcast. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest health tips, news, and information.